0: 80 minutes ago. They want you to take the money, drive north on the 405. They will call you on the portable phone with instructions in about 40 minutes. One person only. They were very clear on that, or right, I'd go with you. One person only.
1: What happened to your jaw? Oh,
0: nothing. Here's the money. And the phone. Please, dude, follow whatever instructions they give. All right. Her life is in your hands. Me? <laughs> Don't this is Gutterball, the Lebowski deep cast. Hey, oh, it's a heist movie. No, it's a stoner movie. In each episode, Brad and Adam discuss a single minute of the Big Lebowski.
1: It allows life to exist in the bleak, black emptiness of space,
0: providing insight. I don't know she said that.
1: <laughs> Maybe Saint Sneaker comes and like puts little trinkets in the
0: commentary. He found himself in a world turned
1: upside down. <laughs> Flare, 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 and conjecture. It looks like the pool is empty. They shot it all on a green screen. You can't do a pickup. And now, gutterball. <laughs> Wolverines. Still not working. I don't like it. Mm. I tried it. Worth a shot. I think you really need to be into that to make that work. Like, you have to feel it. I didn't really feel it. John B. Secker used to say Wolverines. Uh, Do
0: he, I know him? Uh, that name is strangely familiar. Yeah. What era of his life, of your life, is he from?
1: Well, uh, from as young as I can remember to, like, sort of dribbling out into the Penn State days. Okay. But we didn't go to the same school, because I went to a school 40 minutes away from my home, but he went to the close-by public school.
0: Uh, I was one of those public school kids.
1: Yeah, not these fancy private school kids like me. It sounds so hoity-toity when I describe it like that. Like, I went to this (laughs) awesome, like... You know, we got only at-
0: 17 kids in your yeah. class.
1: Right. Ooh, I got my ascot on. I'm like, I levitate around the hallway. I just, yeah. No. It more or
0: less like a faculty to student ratio of like one to two.
1: Was, yeah, more like. or less. I mean, to like literally probably 10 to one. Because, you know, you got some art teachers, gym teachers, extra. But, I mean, there was only one class per grade, obviously. And even those classes were... The big ones were like 25 kids. Mine was was so That was the
0: high enrollment section.
1: There was one class. I think it was two grades above mine. (laughs) There was only one... Poor male in the class. I think that the class size was like eight and it was seven to one.
0: And what grade was this?
1: Well, I don't know. It was all through all of them, just all through the grades. You know, once in a while there'd be 10, sometimes there'd be seven, but he was like the only dude.
0: Well, that's kind of cool,
1: kind of cool, but I think maybe one of the other. Ones may have been a sister, mm. which yeah. takes it down a couple notches on the, the cool ladder. So, but yeah, John Biesecker, he uh, he was around and uh, he he screamed Wolverines in the background of one of the first movies. In fact, maybe the f- the first like actual real movie I ever made with also John Whipple. The two Johns. In fact, John featured heavily. The the word John featured heavily in the title of this movie. Are you ready? I'm ready. Just. You are sitting down in your special podcast chair with your fingers splayed out, right?
0: I, that is exactly what I'm doing.
1: Okay. Dejan Boo.
0: That is pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I thought of that. Hell yeah. yeah.
0: And he liked Red Dawn a lot.
1: Yeah, apparently he liked Red Dawn a lot, which was directed by our friend John Milius. See? So there is a connection.
0: Yes. John Milius, the inspiration for Walter Sopcich.
1: There you go. So hi, Brad. How you doing? I'm doing
0: pretty good, Adam. It's a little... It's kind of humid today.
1: Yeah it's getting to be that time
0: but uh it but it got pretty cool toward the end
1: pretty pretty warm down this way still i'm feeling a little a little parched maybe i'll take care of that
0: it was kind of uh cold yet humid <sighs> if that's possible bizarre
1: that's possible
0: bizarre somewhat un uncomfortable
1: that's the kind of stuff that like when that happens in October can get you right to the bone. That kind of wet, humid yeah. coldness.
0: But this was like cold. This was like humid. This was like it was cold. It was like not like hot out, but it was just not But it was bad. Yeah. This was the bad. Be- this wasn't the like chilly humid. This was like it feels fifty degrees warmer than it is because of the humidity.
1: That's awful. I think it's psychologically damaging more than physically. Like, it does something funny to your 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 brain matter.
0: Your pituitary.
1: Your pituitary. Which is better than having the procedure that this guy had. The eight-month-long boner. You see a guy had an eight-month-long boner? I did see that.
0: I did see that.
1: And I... It just showed up in my newsfeed, but he, uh, it went to trial. He sued the people who, you know, because he couldn't go to family functions anymore. Uh, it, like his kid didn't want to have sleepovers. He was like, I'm not going to that guy's house. His dad walks around with a raging boner all the time. It's horrible. Yeah. Eight months. Eight months. Giant boner because he had a, now, I didn't realize you could do this. He had a penile implant procedure. I And this is... You don't want to go too far with this. You do... I did WebMD, and I took one more link. Not even a link. I just researched uh, penile implant procedure. No, I did yeah. th- So I went three layers down. And I went to the... Th- th- so three layers. It started with the... Uh, Reuters page about the trial uh and this is in Wilmington Delaware by the way and then I went to the WebMD page I'm like really you can have a prosthetic penis of sorts and then they referenced something called erection chambers and then I googled erection mm. chambers and then I was done
0: this is, this is a, <laughs> a, a
1: video rabbit hole what is V Venous leakage is one of the... And I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not going to research ve, ve, yeah. venous, venous leakage. During a penile erection there's a relaxation... No, no relaxations or muscles, no rapid inflows, no chambers. I don't want to... No. Ugh. Yes. So I, was just, I it,
0: believe the reason, you know, this again, all roads lead back to Lebowski.
1: It's like finding Nemo where all drains lead to the ocean, but. Yeah,
0: I believe the reason you're bringing this up could have something to do
1: with some. I have a hard time letting him go. Some, uh, yeah, some visible.
0: Trying to find the right way to phrase this, but, you know, some. uh, Protrusion? Visible protrusions. Some manly members. Some bulbous
1: slumps. Um,
0: yeah. In our good friend, the Jesus.
1: Some private mountains. <laughs> well, yeah, he's walking around with his, you know, inflated member, but maybe he had this procedure. Because, what? like we talked about, you wouldn't go door to door unless for some reason he gets off on it. Is you know, you that- wouldn't go door to door. With a raging boner when you have to say, hello, I'm a pederast, a child molester who lives now in your neighborhood. Meet, meet me and my meat, my giant meat, won't you? So maybe he suffered from, you know, a, a faulty penile implant procedure. Could be.
0: But this poor chap we're talking about I mean... And truly, I have sympathy for this man. I don't mean to make light of the situation. Because it says the device was ultimately removed in 2010 after tubing punctured his scrotum. <sighs>
1: tubing. Tubing. Not stooping. Tubing. Uh, here's a quote. Quote, I could hardly dance with an erection poking my partner. It's not something you want to bring out at parties and show to friends. End quote. That's an accurate statement. I didn't didn't click on the images tab when I searched uh, what is venous leakage. I didn't search on the image tab for that. Yeah. What, is, what exactly is a Venus leak in terms of... Is it, do you think it's Venus or Venus? Does it matter? I don't like Venus because it's, it's a planet. Venus. If I was going to be naughty and say something like that, I would say Uranus, not Venus. But anyway, what is a Venus leak in terms of erectile dysfunction and what causes it? Can you get it by catching your penis with your zipper? That's a... Question. It's been resolved. So, ah, the erection chambers. Brad, did you know there were erect? I mean, I guess if you would have like put me down, and really pointed your finger, maybe your middle finger at me, and asked me how this stuff happens, maybe I would have come up with something in the ballpark. But erection. (laughs) Erection chamber.
0: Yeah, I'm stuck. When you talk about erection chambers, I'm thinking of, like, a place. <laughs> like, Bobby has went, went into the erection chamber. Or it's like, you know, it's, yeah, it's part of some weird, like, cheesy sci-fi porno from
1: 1986, you know. I got this one client in the Charlotte city. Charlotte
0: Venus and the erection
1: chamber. O- like, o- I don't know. Still hasn't paid me. I gotta go down to the erection chamber and get this sorted out. Small Business Development Center down at the uh, Chamber of Erections. I don't know, man. Erection chambers. It's like, yeah, it's a place you go to have an erection.
0: Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Or it's just a chamber full of erections.
1: E- either way. Either way. It's a place both feared and revered, I would say. Oh, veins draining out of the... Okay, well, I'm going to classify that as a revisit. I happened upon it. I thought, oh, well, there's an explanation, possibly, for the Jesuses. Remember?
0: Pretty much now we're just going to have to, you know, it's another segment of the show. (laughs) Anything involving
1: enlarged... Or prosthetic... Penises. Penises, peni. So minute 32... That's where we're at. That's where we're at.
0: We're clipping along.
1: Going pretty rapid fire. I think we've got a good... uh, We're, you know, being pretty disciplined for us. Right. Which means showing
0: even the smallest amount of discipline.
1: Right. Minimal effort, but effort nonetheless. But that's, Ed, that's the only revisit I had, though. So we can officially begin minute 32. Well, that's pretty good.
0: Oh, uh, minute 32. <clears throat> now we officially begin.
1: That's the beginning sound. 180 degree turn they do here. So, well, I'm getting ahead of myself, perhaps. But we did the talk minute, about these pins. We did talk about out.
0: the pins. I don't really have much to say, because we did jump, we did last time yeah. overlap a little. And Yeah. I mean, we, we just kind of had to. We had the wonderful Simon on board. Right. He really classed the
1: whole operation up, I have to say. He classed the shit out of it. I, would I really say. hope we can have him back
0: on sometime soon.
1: I don't want it to be too soon, though, because number one is we can't look bad like twice in a row or two out of three times because he does outclass this, this, uh, this operation. Oh, yes.
0: By a factor of four, at least. Uh,
1: yes. Three to seven. Anywhere in there, I'm, I, you could make a case and I couldn't, yeah, I'd be fine with it. But also, I want to, like, build up all of these, uh, like, film production-type questions that he has experience with and can, like, lend an insightful insightful voice to. So if we just do it, you know, I only have one or two items here. I want to save them up and have a whole, like, grab bag full of these a things it's if you will i used to think it was called schmorg schmorgas board board maybe okay but i don't think it's schmorg i think it's smorgas right smorgas board yes and it's not S- even a board like b o a r d it's b o r d yeah S- Smorgus board that's it's gotta a, be, like, Scandinavian or, like, Dutch or something. Yes,
0: yeah. A smorgasbord is a type of Scandinavian meal served buffet style with multiple cold dishes of various foods on a table originating in Sweden. See, I thought
1: I'd had a...
0: So it means the cool table. However, I have to say, that's not what it means in PA.
1: No, you've got hot items on there. Mostly hot items. Yeah. Lots of wonderful hot items. Hmm. So it's Pencil- authentic Pennsylvania Dutch cooking. Look at that. Shady maple smorgasbord. Yes. Features shady maple. 200 feet of all you can eat, buffet laden with the finest in PA Dutch cooking, which is not going to be mostly cold foods. No. Etymology of this smorgasbord must mean like plentiful table well cold table so it's not there's no plentiful about it it seems
0: the idea that this and i'm looking at this wikipedia article maybe the difference like in america the idea is that it there's many small dishes you're allowed so it's like instead of like let's say like the chinese buffet where you scoop your slop onto a dish like I don't know. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense.
1: We'll see the etymology of it here. Is is that what you're looking at?
0: Well, okay, I take it back.
1: Smorgas, open face sandwich board table, and then smorgas in turn is made out of s'more, um, s m umlat r, which is butter, or cognate with English, smear. Smear and goss, goose. So, smear the goose on the table. Right.
0: But goose also referred to the small pieces of butter that formed and floated to the surface of cream while it was churned. So, basically, so what it literally means smear the goose all over the table. Smear the
1: goose on the table, it means smear the butter. Basically, take this decadent thing and smear it all over this table and then go scoop it up with your mouth.
0: Yes. In Norway, it's called cold board and Denmark, dit cold board, which would be the cool table. Mm. But smorgasbord, yes, is the smeared goose table. Pretty much, if you're in PA du- Dutch country, it just means big ass honkin' buffet. Right. Basically, it means a buffet. It means a buffet but I think there's a connotation that a smorgasbord is like gigantic
1: like buffet on crack
0: it's not just kind of like the buffet where you go and it's like oh it's not Eaton Park yes it's not exactly it's not like the you know little Chinese buffet in the mall where there's like 12 items to pick from
1: right there better be 150 items god damn it or I want my money back yes Smorgas, board. but yeah. my mouth always wants to say sh- shmorgas. It's more comfortable to me to say shmorgas, borgas, shmorgas borgas. That's even what I thought it was for a little while when I was like five. Shmorgas borgas,
0: shmorgas borgas. I like that.
1: Oh, I'd have to. St- I would start to say it. Sh- so I had two layers of idiocy. Sh- shmorgas. First, the SH at the front, and then the bored part of it was Borgus. Just because it felt good. Just, sometimes it just feels good to say it wrong. Comfortable. Come. fter. bull. That's not how you're supposed to pronounce that. But it feels good. I got a story about, you know, things that feel good. And uh, you know, lack of, lack of, or much caring about how those things feel. But I'm that's for a different time. I'm not going to relate that story right now. You have to remind me about it someday. Will do. Shmo- how do we, sh- How do we get there?
0: That was we're going to save up a smorgasbordas for Simon.
1: <laughs> that's right. Simon, welcome to your shmorgus Simon, <laughs> well, the first the first entree on the shmorgus is this crane move they do because we're kind of skipping over these bowling balls. Yeah, we got them. Or the it was, it was the ejaculatory yeah. moment. Yeah, the ejaculatory moment. He comes so. to,
0: and yeah, the camera. Well, I'm gonna say the. Camera move, is wrote, Well, is the camera moving away from him or is it simply changing the focal length?
1: It is moving away. Yeah, it's moving away. How can I tell that? There's a, a touch of parallax between his, what would be his right arm, like his uh, tricep bicep area of his right arm, and the folds of his sweatshirt. Since we're so close on him, you can actually see a bit of parallax. And this is at like 3115, maybe. Uh, Yeah, you can see just a tiny bit of parallax there. And you have to look at the lines in the wood floor and notice how the sweatshirt appears to move in relation to them. Not to be confused with when he actually moves his arm. It's before he moves his arm. So there's parallax. All links. right, I see what you're saying, but and you know what? There's the parallel uh, between uh, the Walkman because that is almost we're almost looking exactly straight down on the Walkman, and it's very close to the joint, the one joint in the floorboard, so mm-hmm. you can actually see a little bit there too, teensy bit. It gets farther away than you have a better eye for spin. that than
0: I do, I have to say. But th- isn't that just from the camera moving, not necessarily from the change in focal length. Like not the camera moving out, but just the camera, you know, it's rotating. Uh, it's and it's not necessarily. Yes, I see what you're saying. Yes, like it's kind of
1: that. That could cause
0: handheld or something. I don't know. Not it's not like a It's not like the camera is. It's not. I don't think it's an isolated movement where it's simply the camera rotating. Or rotating and moving directly up. There is a lot of judder and it's
1: kind of moving around and stuff. What you're saying is the, the anchor point, you'd have the perceived anchor point of the camera's rotation is not centered on the camera. The anchor point has been moved out from the camera. So it's rotating around that anchor point a little bit in addition to moving up.
0: That's not what I was saying, although that may simply be true as well. That's probably a better explanation than what I was saying. I was just simply saying that, well, yes, it's not necessarily rotating around... Itself. An anchor point. I don't know if that's true or not. I was just simply saying that it wasn't... The the anchor point was not fixed, is what I was saying.
1: I see. Well, either the camera's not fixed. So, again, we're back to axes now. So, what's
0: the question with this, though? simply I mean it doesn't seem like a trick
1: shot to me it, it's maybe not a I'm trick shot it. it's just not it takes some doing you have to the cameras on a, like a crane a little jib pointing straight down it's a fairly massive contraption and it's right above the dude's face and then they have to you know move it up through space so they move it up like and we know that this is a fairly high-ceilinged structure that they're in, because we've seen this uh, ceiling a couple times, so it's a good 12, 13-foot ceiling. So they have enough space vertically to pull this off, but they go up in addition to rotating the camera. So they're going up and rotating the camera.
0: It's just a, you know... So it is your intention, then that this is filmed, and not just this shot, but all of these interiors are actually filmed inside an actual little bungalow and not necessarily
1: a set. Yes. I don't think these are in a set. I I can't be sure. But I don't think so. I mean, many of those shots in his little bungalow, which we've seen the outside of, It does exist. Uh, And we can get to this uh, a little bit later on. Maybe we can say it now. Go for it. I think I know what you're going to say. Now, this is from the good reverend. I can't take credit for this. But this, um, I don't think it was just this bungalow. It was this whole property of, I think, nine bungalows has recently gone up for sale. Let me get my checkbook. It was like 2.5 mil. If the dude was living here, unless he was some, like, grandfathered in or something, he would not be any way affording to live in this area. He used to be a little seedy, apparently. But, um, 2.5 mil for this property. The
0: dude got gentrified right out. He did. He's not there today. Nope. I know he's out there taking it easy for us, but just not there.
1: Yeah, he wouldn't be taking it easy if he was living here. it would be pretty stressful.
0: He'd be in the rat race.
1: Oh, yeah, he'd have to get a friggin' job. Terrible. Dude can't have a job. Depresses he, me.
0: You get a really good shot of uh, the dude's jellied
1: legs. Yeah, you see his whole deal there. Oh, friggin' deal. You gotta get a little bit of his undies. See a little bit of his undies sticking up. I can't find the link to this. It was on Trulia or something. There was a link to this property. I'll find it. And I think we need to start doing, like... One of our listeners commented this, that we need to start putting show notes out with links to the crap... That we're talking about. Alright. It's a courtesy. You know. We'll
0: do we'll do real show notes.
1: Real honest to goodness show notes.
0: Well that's gonna require a whole new infrastructure, man. Uh oh, I
1: know. I don't we're even... gonna
0: need to like set up yeah, we're gonna have to like you know, write down the shit we're talking about. Right. So we know to post it.
1: Right. Or get, get some interns up in here. How could you sell that one? This is going to be a great summertime experience. Come on in. Be our intern. Nobody's going to fall for that. I mean, I doubt it. I'll get my point, though, with this shot. They're moving the camera through space, through vertical space, as well as a little bit of horizontal space, probably, because, you know, it's not going perfectly straight up, and obviously it's rotating, too. So it, this is move, this is, they're not zooming here. This is a move, and I, I don't know how I know that. I, we'll write this one down. This will be in the Simon section where we ask him how we know that this is a dolly shot instead of a zoom shot. Simon question, see, I'm writing it down. Uh. Dolly zoom debate. But I know. I could just look at it and I know. I just can't tell you how I know. But the eye, your eyeball doesn't zoom. You could just tell when things are being zoomed. Like it does something to the space. You know, it's just, this is a camera moving through. And the Coens don't zoom, man. You know, no self-respecting. Unless it's for some kind of effect. Like we're zooming on purpose because we want it to look Weird. You just don't zoom. Right. You, you, you dolly. You move the camera. You don't just change the focal length. Anyway, my point is, there's a reason they did this rather complicated shot for what appears at the outset to be not the most important shot of the movie. It's a reveal, They're moving up, and as they slowly move up, you realize, oh, the rug is gone. They took his rug.
0: Yes, as the dude realizes also, he kind of, like, puts his hand down on the floor, and he kind of makes a disappointed sound.
1: Oh. Oh.
0: But, yeah, exactly. But it's kind of, because he's been punched in the jaw,
1: it's kind of a bizarre... It's Because it's pained? Muffled pained, yeah. It's physically pained, it's emotionally pained. I always had a hard time seeing evidence of his punch on the jaw. And we'll get to it, but Brant asks about this later in this minute. Yes. What happened to your jaw? I, I don't notice anything there.
0: Oh, Ma- I do.
1: You see the redness but it, there?
0: I don't see redness, but the dude is, like, making gestures with his... Uh... So yeah, I see mouth
1: rubbing it and like moving his mouth around. He's
0: like going yeah, he's like keeps opening his mouth the whole time down the hallway. Maybe not the whole time. Yeah, yeah, like the second half. He's like like keeps opening it, opening it. Which again, this may be a subtle thing, like I never really noticed until I watched this clip maybe the second or third time today. I never really had it in my mind, this vision of the dude, like, opening his mouth wide, like a lion, repeatedly, as he walks down the hallway with Brant.
1: Yeah, I never really... Like, I've always just been kind of paying attention to Brant, and just
0: never noticed him doing that.
1: Yeah, I don't think I noticed it either, until, yeah, a couple times into it, I'm like, okay, I see him. I always assumed that Brant was reacting... To something that I just wasn't able to see because his beard was covering up the punch mark or the bruise or well, whatever. there is, like, a, uh... There's a little redness there, like, I guess. Like,
0: again, because of the lighting in that shot, you can't necessarily really tell. But there, like, there is... Yeah, there is redness there.
1: But his facial hair covers up most of it.
0: Yeah, but I'm it's it. there, yeah, below his lip, on his left side, there's some redness. And in some shots, it's a lot more obvious, and I'm mean, getting ahead of myself, but, you know, as, you know, over the course of the film, it's a lot more obvious in some scenes than others, I think. Is it? Well, like, I think when he goes to talk to Maud, it's really, really, really obvious. <sighs> like, they, like, they really pimp it up there.
1: I see. I I don't think I've noticed that. I
0: Although, you know, we have to wait till that minute cuz I have noticed some other weird stuff there to to analyze in terms of his jaw and yeah. everything, so.
1: Well, don't you go forgetting it. I I won't forget it. I got to You got to stand by. I wore, I made a terrible mistake. Another terrible mistake. I wore a hat. Uh-oh. I thought I'd wear a podcasting hat. Uh, it's my Adam's Cafe hat. But it's, it's A-D-A-M apostrophe S. It's like a baseball cap, but it has like a, like a, like an atom on there. A-T-O-M. But it says Adams, A-D-A-M cafe. But it's got like the nuclear symbol. Right. A little bit of. Confusing. Googie. Yeah. It's confusing. It's right.
0: But it does have the Googie connection there. Yeah. Googie. 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 Giggy, so it has all. So yeah, so there. That's a good hat to wear. Get you in the gutter balls mood.
1: But then, w- with the headphones on, you know how they have that little button right on top of the baseball caps for some reason. Yes. I guess where all the pieces come together. It's just bearing down into my skull. So I have to take uh. it off. So I'm gonna I have to take my headphones off to do that. So that's better. this is the second one of those hats that I've had I got it at Walmart actually my, my wife got it at Walmart for me and then I lost it I don't remember how it just was gone and like a year later she was at some other Walmart and saw one more of those hats sitting the last one there Hanging there on a rack. And Why
0: it. do they sell this at Walmart?
1: Is this like a thing? No. in our culture that
0: I'm not aware of.
1: No, I don't think so. Like it's Hard just Rock a...
0: Cafe, Adams. Well, I thought what maybe Cafe. Like it's Adams. Wait, what, Adams Cafe. You said right?
1: Yeah. For Shoreside Burgers, Adams Cafe for Shoreside Burgers. Hmm. And it's got the atomic symbol next to it. And unfortunately, the tag has worn off, because I've had it for like 10 years, and uh, I can't, there's no other identifying marks on it. But yeah, no, it's not, I thought maybe I was going to start seeing this around, I just liked it, so I wear it all the time, lost it, a year later, found another one. Is it 80AM apostrophe S? Correct.
0: Yeah, it's weird. It is a weird I, thing. There's nothing
1: on, in the internet about this. No, I, what... <laughs> it doesn't exist. Right. So bizarre. And I've owned two. And I went sailing down in the Outer Banks, and this thing flew off my head in the sound. Poof, in the water, and we're sailing away. We actually, you know, I had him turn around, we had to tack. That's when you turn... Upwind to make your turn. We had to tack and come around and we went back and got it before it sank. So, I almost lost the second one. But it's weird. It doesn't exist, first of all, and yet I... I so, I've had two non-existent hats. Like, hat specters. Hat, hat wraiths. I love it, though. It's got my name on it. Did you realize that that's my name, Brad?
0: I did. That's... That's excellent. Par- I see why you wear it.
1: Yeah. My go to hat. Anyway, we don't need to talk about my hat anymore, I don't think. But I just thought I would wear it. No, that's a good strategy. Have yeah. a podcasting hat. You win some, you lose some. It's not gonna be that one, tell you that much. The um the camera moves so they can reveal the rug's been stolen and we like you said, we realize it at the same time. So it's a journey of discovery. ...that we're on with the dude here... ...for these 20 seconds. It's a nicely done... ...moment. And we're also afforded another... peek at his coffee table. Oh yes we are. And uh, the wide expanse... ...of his... ...strangely clean... ...floor. Like his wood floor. We've seen his... ...other parts of his floor... ...and they've been filthy... This area of the floor is clean. Maybe the rug kind of cleaned I thought, it up. Well, I thought that. The rug
0: like sopped up the dust or whatever.
1: But, you know, he had the other rug there that was soiled. That would have just been collecting filth for however long the dude's been in this apartment. He doesn't take it up and clean yeah. under there. But he probably did when Woo peed on it.
0: Well, when we saw his filthy floor, though, when we commented on that, that was back... That's after he got the the new rug. And he's making a...
1: Well, right. White Russian. But he only cleaned under the peed rug. He didn't clean his whole floor. He just wanted to clean up the urine that soaked right. through. You know? Because I think he does have his limits. It's one thing to be, like, dirty with... Dirt. Dirt dirt dirty. Right. But to so, be pee dirty.
0: That, yeah, true. That's a line. I think even the dude probably does not cross that line. Yeah,
1: pass this line. You now, do not and in also r- real life? P is not the preferred nomenclature. Yes? Urine, please. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if he was we've talked about this before. If the dude was real though. Yeah. He probably would be crossed that line. Like, that's a line. When you get down to the dude level, you lose track of these
1: lines. I'm tempted to agree with you. If, if, capital I, capital F, if it was his own urine. But I think even real life dude, he's going to clean up another man's urine. Come on. I mean, he bathes. Maybe his own urine, just a little puddle of it, you could probably put a new rug down and you'd be able to perform some mental magic, some mental voodoo, and pretend like it wasn't there anymore. Sort of erase it off your your mental whiteboard. But another man's urine? You're gonna know that's there. Yeah. Every time you're not stepping right. on it, you're laying on it. You know, that's like a special place that you want to lay down on. Another man woos urine? mm I just don't think... If, if you have crossed that line where you're okay laying in a puddle of another man's urine, you are no longer functioning in society on any level. You would not be able to go to the store and purchase half and half check or no check. You would not be able to go into public and have any interaction with people if you've crossed that line. He goes out and has conversations to some degree.
0: Yeah, no, you're correct.
1: Because that's just too depraved. So anyway, that's why this wood floor is so clean because he probably borrowed a mop from Marty and cleaned it but there you go so we see his coffee table Up in the
0: upper left like next to the coffee table you can kind of see it start to get a little dirty over there which i went back and checked with when he was making the white russian uh-huh after his bath the new rug. that seems to match it was clean around the rug it was only the dirt seemed to encroach from all the other like from the corners and the hallways and other rooms and things like that right the stuff on his coffee table matches as well does it You go back you can see the Japanese cooking there's like a candle,
1: a pink candle, a shoe oh, that's a key. Can- I thought it was a plunger. It's a candle
0: I think it's a candle yeah I, no, like I think a, you're right. It's like a iron candle stick with a candle in it, and then there's a styrofoam like cup like fast food soda, Styrofoam cup, which has now been. On, turned on its side. Originally, in the, when it was making the White Russian, that cup was, was upright.
1: Well, Perhaps. you know, they removed a rug as well. Exactly. exactly. Chaos.
0: Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. If anything, if the stuff was perfectly in the same spot, I'd probably call foul. So good on them.
1: Right. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, yeah, he's got a bowling book there. I guess uh, that may have been one that we couldn't see. I, we
0: figured it out. I think last in that, if I recall the episode where we talked about that, it was like bowling. I think just that it said bowling. And now I see it just says bowling. The stuff above it is like people. People. It's like, like a analysis, like frame by frame of like a, like a proper bowling form or something like that.
1: It says bowling. It's of your approach. You know, it's the proper approach.
0: Bowling by David Merriweather. (laughs) not like the guide to bowling or the bowling handbook it's just bowling bowling
1: exactly and uh Japanese cooking yes
0: like this 19
1: very 1970s looking kind of cookbook now I'm just noticing I couldn't see this before but there's a magazine under the magic 8 ball you can almost see what that is right at 3126 and uh Again Hmm. Adjum, I think it says management. Management.
0: I'm just guessing. I mean I can't really see it.
1: Yeah, it definitely but says management.
0: Well, you know, he's he's part of the management.
1: It's a magazine though. It's a periodical. It's not a book. So it's like a newsweek or something.
0: Popular hmm. management. Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah. And underneath the Japanese cooking, there's another type of bowling book. Bowlers, it says. And the O has like a bowling ball in it. Like it's like Bowlers Weekly. You can't read the recipe, you just see the top. So he
1: really does like bowling.
0: He likes bowling. There's a lot of bowling stuff there. His bowling pin little pipe is there.
1: His drug pipe. I think that's it's a drug thing. pipe. His drug pipe. Because he doesn't smoke. Tobacco. I haven't. We haven't seen him smoking any tobacco. That's a. Mm, yeah, I don't think so. It's a drug pipe. It's so naughty. Although it looks like, I. You could convince me that that's a pack of American spirits, Which are a type of cigarette. It's a yellow box, but you can't see enough of it.
0: Where would this be?
1: It's uh. Thirty-one twenty-five upper left corner it's only on there for a moment but that looks like a pack of American Spirits wish I knew what magazine that was it's it's tantalizingly close to legible Ah, but it's like obscured by the ashtray too much you just can't see it and he's got one shoe one shoe up on there when it's a shoe he needs to fix or something. It's th- that kind of shoe is pretty indestructible. Like a canvas boat shoe or something. What's he going to fix? Well, that's why it's still laying there.
0: Exactly.
1: Smeared goose table. More like it. So, so during it-
0: this entire camera rotation, smorgasbord of... Smorgasbord Borgus of things to look at on his coffee table, we do hear the beeping pager. Beep, beep, beep
1: beep. Beep, beep, beep. beep. Oh, and real quick, I, there may have been I wasn't convinced enough to really make a thing out of it, but there may be a little trickery so when the bowling pins fly off into the infinity of and in blackness of space, we see the pager going off, but we just see the red light. Like it comes and commingles with the flying pins, bowling yes. pins. It's pretty bright. And you think, what is that? A star at the top of a radio tower? Cause we're looking out into space. Like, what is this? It's an airplane flying through the sky. And then it fades in. You see, Oh, it's the light on his pager going off. But I think they were increasing the luminosity of that red light. And then when they fade in, there's the last little... Right when it's fully faded in, and we can see the dude. The last flash of that light is happening right as the fade is ending. And it kind of like weirdly goes from very bright to like normal brightness. I don't know. Like I said, it's not enough to like... I just think they wanted to emphasize it, and they probably helped it out a little bit.
0: Right. Well, I think it was... It could be completely artificial, like when it's bright. Like, I don't think they actually did a shot where it was exposed in such a way that all was that was showing up was that light.
1: I would agree with you. I mean, they could have, but I don't think so. I don't think so either. Because also when it's with the bowling pins, there's no perspective to it because that light is actually made up of three smaller lights. If you look at it closely and when we see it with the bowling pins it's almost as if it's facing like directly just right. front on
0: right but yeah. that
1: pager's twisted a little bit it's rotated around a little bit it's like the one one of the three little red lights that make up this light we can see all of but then the other two are too close and they're being slightly obscured by the rim surrounding them a little bit it's just yeah it's not front on and with the pins it is so i think you're right i think it's manufactured not that there's anything wrong with that who hasn't manufactured a you know a tri-light beeper light in their time
0: and everyone's doing it
1: in this close-up this you're supposed to be able to see this bruise i bet you his face is turned so that we can see it they're right up on it, but it's just, like, a little bit vaguely red. I bet Yeah, they... you don't
0: really... I mean, it's there because I'm looking for it, but, yeah, it doesn't really... I mean, it's almost, like, too realistically subtle. Like, you'd think they'd, yeah. like, make that thing, like, red and purple. Like, oh, he's all bruised
1: up. Right, or, like, a little dribble of blood, you know, coming down the, the lip. But, no, it's, yeah, too realistically subtle. Exactly. But, I, now, I've never been punched hard enough to be knocked unconscious. But I'd imagine that leaves a mark because especially your head is on the floor. So there's no recoil. So you don't... You're not able to lessen the impact by your head recoiling back. Right. It's just there absorbing the entire force of, you know, the slight uh, apprentice artist's blow. So I guess the apprentice artist is able to strike hard enough just to render some unconsciousness but not hard enough to leave too bad of a mark. The unconsciousness is probably only because it's like a symptom of the head being against the floor. It's almost like he's getting punched from both sides. Have you been punched in the face? I don't think so. I got punched in the face once but it was like i almost didn't notice that it happened so that i don't know if that counts it's like i didn't really feel it it
0: says here the best way to punch someone out is a punch that makes the head rotate
1: huh rotate yeah
0: as opposed to a uh, just like a, a translational a, strike
1: e.g. a jab right a jab like straight on which is, that's the, the little delicate punch that I got, I think, was a jab. It's like straight on. But if you're doing like a, like a roundhouse or a hook, or probably an uppercut because it makes your head go back, that probably works too. I just named like three kinds of punches. Haymaker. You're a
0: punch aficionado.
1: Haymaker, that's four. Body blow, five. Uh... Uh, I'm trying to conjure up my Mike Tyson's punch out days. That's all I got. The bull, the bull charge, the Sandman, the Soda Popinski. Remember Soda Popinski? You did I do. You
0: you didn't play that. I didn't really play it, but I was aware of it. I've watched other people play it. it was, I never got into that game.
1: Of course not. You're too too cool for that. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, you put, I bet you were playing some Zelda though, or were you just too cool for all video games?
0: I I like missed out on some block of video games. I didn't really, was never into Zelda. Definitely into Mario, like Super Mario Brothers. Yes, like the like the one yeah. for the NES, and then all of its incarnations on. But I was never into, I don't know, I just never got into Punch-Out, and I didn't get into, uh, somehow I missed out on Zelda also.
1: Did you have an Atari before that? No. Oh, Atari 2600, 7800? I did not have that. Uh oh, Like Space Invaders, Asteroids, Enduro. You didn't have any of that? No. Ugh. Oh, man. There was one game called, these games were terrible, Mountain King, and the game consisted of what looked like ruled paper, but like ruled paper for like, like first graders, so it's like the incredibly wide, I don't know what that, it's not margined, but the space between each line is like gigantic it's like an yeah. inch it's like two inch you could just like you could have just be the most palsied kindergartner ever just scrawling your way around and you could still stay within the lines the game looked like that except the lines as you went up from bottom to top the lines became shorter and shorter and shorter so they formed like the vaguest impression of a mountain. Okay. Right. like a mastaba, so like a flat-topped pyramid. And oh, okay, you, that's a that's a new word for me. I like it. I hope it's a real one. I hope I didn't make it up, cause I would feel sheepish. But you would try to jump from one line up to the next line, and then there'd be little clusters of diamonds. And you would just walk into them, and then you had them. You not have to do anything. Walk into them, jump up to the next line, walk into some more. And that was basically the extent of the game, and once in a while this like this blob would move across, and that was supposed to be a spider, I think. Because although it was Mountain King, you were actually underground. It was like an underground mountain. That's why there were diamonds. You were going into the mountain. It, yeah. Well, you're moving up though you're you're moving bottom to top so well, you know it was like it's electronic man none of the rules have to apply but so you could do this fancy jump where you would jump to the left up in the air and then immediately jump to the right and you would kind of hop twice and then you would just shoot off in a straight line like a 45 degree angle just straight off into and you would go be going up now just traveling and you would go up, up, up and I don't think this was on purpose I think this was a glitch in the game and eventually you would go so high that all of the stuff would disappear and you would travel because this game was not this sophisticated, it was really stupid you would travel for like 15 seconds just through blackness just you, your stick figure and at this point You know, you can't even... You don't even know if you're moving because there's no frame of reference. But then eventually, like, crap appears up in the nether regions, like, way up there. If if you had to do it to scale, it would probably be the equivalent of, like, the tallest skyscraper where, you know, these stupid quote-unquote mountains you were climbing up were maybe, like, ten stories up. But then once you took off on this special 45 degree angle jump, you'd be like 200 stories up. So you'd travel like 190 stories in emptiness. And eventually you would get up there and there was all of this stuff that looked like leftover code, like leftover programming blips and bloops and schmutzes and smitzes, Just like, Random collections of weird, like, jittery lines and, like, globs of, like, leftover diamond stuff. And there wasn't anything to do up there. You would just, if you got it just right, you could kind of perch yourself on one of the little leftover pieces of shit that was there. And then if you walked at all, it would kind of go like... (laughs) And like the whole screen just kind of like shake. Right. And then it would be stuck and you'd have to, you know, turn off your 2600, take the cartridge out, blow on that, blow into the, you know, the hole there and then turn it back on. But I think it was just leftover junk somehow, like code. And they just hit the space bar, like the return key, you know, 200 times. Well, I don't want to delete it. We'll just put it down there something.
0: It right. like it wasn't or,
1: gameplay.
0: Yeah, or it's something like, you know, you've just moved into some other like, you know, it just kind of looped through the memory and came back around, but now like everything's offset. Yeah, you can't you know all the bytes are like it's no good. Offset by one or something, so it's just all this glitchy nonsense. <laughs> you know, you know, it seems that uh, there's there's discussion online as to whether or not that's intentional or not. Oh, you found something out about this. One guy here on the internet mapped it all out. He mapped out the weird nether region.
1: No way. And, uh... Oh, I gotta see. You gotta put a link in there. Yeah. We'll put I, this in the show notes.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's a, uh... You think it was on purpose? I think, no, I think it was a glitch. Some of these people on this thread seem to think, oh, it was like, you know, it must have been, maybe it was supposed to be there, but they didn't finish it.
1: Yeah, because when I. Now, how. We but didn't I have. I think the, it's not real. We didn't I think have the internet. For me, internet was a glitch. You know, there was no internet. You couldn't find these things out unless you subscribe to, like. I remember Nintendo had that magazine you could subscribe to and get all the special codes to do all the junk. You know, A, B, yes, A, B, yes, left, yes. right, whatever, which I never got. But they didn't have that for Atari 2600. So there was no way. You could know these things unless you stumbled upon it. And I just stumbled upon it one day. Mm-hmm. Which is madness.
0: Yeah, well, I had... So, I discovered... So, I had a Sega Master System. Okay. Now, that was between the Ataris and the NES? No, that was just it after was more the or NES, less, right? It was more or less a contemporary of the NES. All right. It was a competitor to the NES. And I discovered... An Easter egg. It's probably it's a very well-known Easter egg now with the help of the internet, but again, I stumbled upon this myself You turn on the system and like the Sega logo comes up And I believe if you hit up and both buttons on the controller while that logo is up This game showed up The logo scrolled to the side and there was just a game you had to be losing your mind when that first happened I was like what the app. Yeah, exactly there's a game, and there's something like 99 levels to the game. And I think he, I only ever made it to, like, level 20. It was,
1: like, too hard. And you know what's insane about that? You are probably by yourself, and there's no easy way to, like, have proof of that. You can't take a picture easily. Right. If you do, you'd have to get your film camera out. Hope it exposes properly. Hope you can see it. Hope the flash doesn't hit the TV. You're probably calling people. Like, yeah. Somebody! Well, it's easily reprodu- rep- reproducible, right? And I remember... True. Well, you going, didn't know oh, that, I remember though.
0: telling other kids, kids at school, no, this is real. This happened. And they're all like, you're yeah, just making right. this up. Why are you such a dork? Just <laughs> shut the fuck up. All right? Like, that was more or less the reaction. And probably, in retrospect, all these kids knew that that happened. I was like the last person to figure that out. And they just... Fucking hated me. It's probably like the reality of the situation, but it was yeah, mind blowing. And again, I discovered it on my own. That's awesome. How? How did I discover that on my own? It's like okay, it's the mid eighties. Life is so boring. I'm just gonna like put the card, the system on, and start hitting (laughs) buttons. Well, I'll tell you to entertain myself.
1: Because once, I think John Biesecker got uh, that Nintendo magazine, and probably Shane Myra, too. I may have been the only one, actually, now that I think about it, that didn't get the magazine. You know, can't afford that. Can't afford that $1.99. But uh, once they started telling me about all these little ABAB up-down things you could do, like, I started hitting all the buttons all the time. At all different phases. During powering up, powering down. At any given point. Like my gameplay became very poor. Because all I would do is like just. Be hitting combinations of buttons. Start button. Back button. A, B, A, B. Up, up, up just at all times. So. Maybe that was going on. Like. I don't know. You were aware that there were times. When button combinations could do special things. Probably.
0: I don't. Yeah, I know. I I knew that, but I have a hard time imagining getting it just right. Yeah, or just sitting there, be like, okay, I'm gonna try
1: combos.
0: Maybe that's. I don't remember how I discovered it.
1: You probably wrote down. Okay, you had it all mapped out. Today, when I start up, I'm gonna press up and start button, and then tomorrow I'll press up a button. Day after that, I'll press up, B button, and then you go through all the combinations. It probably took you two years doing one every day. Maybe longer than that. Maybe you had to do like two a day. I once had a combination lock that was four numbers, and I went through them all until I figured out the combination. Not a combination lock. It's a uh, with, the, with the rotating dials.
0: Yeah, yeah. you put in a four-digit number. Right. How so how old were you when you did that? Uh, eight Roughly. to eleven. Yeah. See, that's the age for that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's the age where, like, you have the time. <laughs> yes. You have nothing better to do. Nothing. You know, you're not going to go out there, you know, is you're not going to be... Yeah, you, you know, you haven't gotten to the point where you're going to go out there trying to, like, impress girls or anything, well, right? What,
1: what girls? You mean <laughs> exactly. I'm not going to walk out into the woods again? Well, <laughs> I've I t- been doing that for two years every day. Let me try something else. Here's this thing. I don't I don't know the combination. All right. Zero, 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 zero. Ah! Uh, nope. Zero, 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 one. Nope. Zero, zero, zero took me, right. like, a month. Right. Well, Every day for an hour or two. Ooh, I get to go home and try out some new combinations.
0: <laughs> right. Well, if you only did, like, a hundred a day.
1: I wasn't doing a hundred a day.
0: It would only take you a hundred days to do all of your combination. Well. So you're, you're saying you're doing right. less than a hundred a day? I, uh,
1: average... Maybe I averaged that. Maybe. I don't know. That seems like a lot. But yeah, 100 days. That sounds about right. It's Probably totally took doable. me three months. I was like, I got this. I can
0: beat this. I mean, it was a great example, I think. Of, you know, As a young person, like I am going to beat something. I am going to make my influence. The power of my mind is going to... <laughs> you know, alter the actual world. And I'm going to make this thing that is a lock
1: open. And then I will own it forever because I will know it's secret. Yeah. Other kids were like learning the guitar, piano, playing sports. I had a fucking lock that opened and closed at my Beck and call at my command. And it
0: was so sweet because you earned it.
1: I earned it. It's not like I went and bought it and it, they just gave it to me. Here's the gum. Com- no, I fucking earned that shit. You earned that combo. That was. This might be hyperbole. but to this but day, I think
0: you are better for it.
1: I, I think so. It's I one think- of my proudest accomplishments. I mean, I'm talking about it. I remember it. I actually have a little warm feeling inside from that right now. Like, yeah, I did that.
0: Kind of looking back at it, it's like you know, those were the
1: those were those were the days. Yeah, you could really like put your mark on something. Yeah, because really, That's... things like that, you know, you could just you just not to sound too tripe, but you just Google it now, like information. Well, that's just stupid. Information wasn't as readily available, but it's it's hard to you take for granted the effect that that has on everything, information, and, and ease of access.
0: Yeah, and it wasn't just that it wasn't available. It was like it was almost that it didn't exist. Yeah,
1: right. Or, yeah,
0: like, like the
1: yeah because. Like You can't call the guy who made it, you can't call, what, it's a filing cabinet somewhere with one, like, piece of paper from ten years ago, maybe, somewhere. And they're gonna, like, go and look it up and get back to you in six to eight weeks, and, like, what, send you a letter? A telegram or something? Like, yeah, it's almost as if it didn't exist.
0: Like, this, like, the guy that made the map of this Mountain King level... He, like, mapped out the Mountain King glitch.
1: I would have like killed that, to know you, that. That map doesn't exist. didn't exist. Well, see, there. That's exactly true. It did like not exist. Now,
0: it exists. Like, someone actually now made it because of the fact that, like if they made it, they actually have a way to get it to other people. Or, like, a lot of these things happen because people work together. Right? <clears throat> like, now you could probably... Yeah, you know, hook up with 10 other people online that really want to like crack the code of this lock and like you can share tips and tricks. I had to go it alone. There's probably not many zeros. Skip them. People don't put zeros in their combination.
1: No, you we know what? That. I discovered that. It was tempting. It was tempting to me to start not at zero, 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 zero. But I said, no, I'm not going to start at like, Zero, one, zero, one, or something. I'm not going to start there, because what if I get all the way through, and then I go, oh, zero, one, zero, zero, and that's that's right. it.
0: You just got to, yeah, you just got to bite the bullet and go in order.
1: That would make me go you insane. You can't start
0: jumping around. No. What you could have done, you know, <laughs> is taken some pieces of paper, wrote out every number from zero, zero, zero zero to nine, nine 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 and then just tried them randomly
1: and crossed them off as you tried them and you statistically that's a better way oh i don't think it's a better way statistically okay. but
0: yeah, it's just another way to do it or even better yet you could have just tried random numbers and write them down as they
1: don't work well yeah that's what i thought you meant but yeah then you have to keep track of that piece of paper the nice thing about going from zero, 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 zero was the lock keeps track of where you are for you. As that's, long as, That's effing brilliant, man. As long as nobody comes and fucks with it. So I had to oh. hide it, because I didn't want my brother coming in there and fucking with it. So I hid it, It's like, under my shirts in my drawer. <laughs> don't tell him that, because, well, I guess he can't. I don't have that lock anymore. You can tell him. Actually, it can't affect me well, now. We know the combo now. I forgot it. That no was the one most frustrating say- thing. I forgot it like a year later. I didn't use it for a while, and then I forgot what it was. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, damn it. Whatever. I think I threw it away. I think uh, when the dude and Brant are walking down the hallway... Yes. And they get to the little cabinet where the money is. And Brant gives them the suitcase full of money. And the phone. Two things. Yes. So this, these are audio notes now. Number one. Oh. The man in me becomes diegetic. In the beginning of this minute. So there's number one. Yes. It goes from full on like this is not happening in the world. Right. It's a dream sequence. Dream sequence. To as we transition to the dude laying on his floor it becomes oh it becomes teeny and we're hearing it through his headphones which are slightly ajar now because he got punched in the face that's number one number two the classical music is playing once again in the titular Lebowski's home diegetic it's not right up front like a dream sequence kind of you get the sense it's emanating throughout the home which is motivated by the earlier scene where he's playing the music yes Number three, this entire scene of them walking down the hallway, all of that audio, sound effects, the music, the dialogue, it's all looped. It's all been, there's a term for this, ADR, which means uh, automated dialogue replacement. They kind of riff on that a little bit, automatic dialogue replacement. Um, In other words, it was, uh, maybe the steps were too echoey for them to use the actual sound they recorded when they shot it. So they had to bring Jeff Bridges and P.S. Hoff back into the studio, and they watched their performance and listened to their performance and re-recorded this dialogue. Because it's so clean, and the tone of it, their voices, the tone doesn't change the entire length of that hallway. And even as they get close, and they're there at the thing with the suitcase, it's all—it's the same. It's like rock solid, same level, same uh, presence. This has been looped.
0: What, what do you mean by looped? I don't understand your term. I understand ADR, but what? well,
1: that's the same. It's—I guess that's,
0: looped is just a term of art for that.
1: Yeah, it's just another term for that. I guess that's more of an old school term where they would—they um, had. We'd have to ask Simon Tarr. I'll write this in the Simon Tar section. But uh, they would cut pieces of magnetic tape that were exactly... I'm getting this all wrong. But the idea was they'd have a section of tape that um, they'd bring the actors in. They'd watch the film that would be looping on a repeat. Loop, 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 loop. And they would just record them over and over doing the one line until they got it right. So it'd be looping. Again, again, because you never get it the first time. You have to get your performance up. You try it over and over 10 times, 20 times, however many times you have to. But they would loop the image. You would watch the image and just record the uh, line of dialogue over and over, looped as it were. See ya. I see. Yes. But we'll ask about this process looping. Anyway, it's been looped. And the sound effects. You can tell, because the, when he hands the dude the briefcase, it cuts off too quickly. Like, the release of the sound, the tail of the release, doesn't fade out neither. It's clipped, almost. You should listen to it.
0: I think I... Okay, here, yeah, let me try this again. Let's see. Here's the money.
1: Here's the money. Here's
0: the money. Yeah, it's very weird. It's like... just cuts off. Yeah, instead of like... Yeah, there's kind of a clanking of the briefcase. Instead of being like, clank, it just kind of goes...
1: Yeah, instead of clank, it's like, clank, clank, clank. Yeah, very awkward, once you know it's there. Yeah, weird. But listen to how perfect the voices are so hear me out now if there's two ways well three ways obviously looping being one but you can have a boom mic which is on a big fishbowl and they hover it either above right above the actors or right below the actors that would have been very difficult to accomplish in this scene because we see them from very far away so when we first see them there's no way that there's no boom in that shot you could see everywhere all around them. The only way, place it could be would be to their left, our right. That can't work because they're walking. So you could also do lavalier mics, which are little wireless jobs that you can hide in the clothing. But, you know, they're walking so much, moving around. like Right. You, you run the risk of getting clothing noises and scratches and scrapes, and it doesn't sound muffled at all. And I just think... You know, it's a thing that when you make a movie, I kind of looked this up a little bit, but they say average there's 35 to 40 lines in a movie these days that gets looped, it gets replaced. And it's a tricky thing because you bring usually just some of the main actors in and they're just in a room, you know, with walls standing in front of a mic and now they have to try to re, like regenerate all of this uh, emotion, this performance, like elicit this performance from themselves, get all of the, you know, get hyped up, get get it into the scene, get into the mood of the piece. It's difficult. You know, sometimes not all the people are there that were there. Obviously, you're not on set. There's none of the energy of the set. And the weird thing is, what I read was they will, when you go in and loop your dialogue and they put it back into the film they pitch it up they change the pitch because when you're actually shooting the movie you're excited and it's like dude are you fucking this up you fucked it up you fucked it up you know he's like excited and his voice keeps going up it's very high pitched because i'm so excited But when you're in the bare walls of a recording studio it's very difficult to do that so they pitch it up they pitched it up. That's fascinating. Up. <laughs> so anyway, they looped this and they probably pitched it up. What happened to your jaw? That's how he's saying it. But when you hear it for real, without the pitch up, it probably sounds like, what happened to your jaw? What happened to your jaw? You know, it's probably faster. It's pitched up. So they have to, like, manufacture a bit of the performance when they re-record this dialogue. They'll do it a lot when you're outside, busy city traffic. Right. Or if you're in a remote location and you have to use generators for the lights, which are very loud, they'll do it.
0: Right. Or like you said, if it's a shot where there's no way to get a mic into the scene. Right. Which is something I hadn't never really fully considered before.
1: And, you know, you can hide them in clothes, but that comes with its own set of risks. Yeah. I mean, I wonder, do they do that? I, I mean,
0: how common is that practice on a,
1: a I, film? I think they do it. I think they do it. I'm not even entirely convinced they didn't do it in this scene. It's not like they're jumping around and rolling on the floor. Then they wouldn't be able to do that with the lava under the clothes, but they're walking there is some some movement i think the biggest tell is that the uh, the tone and the presence of their voices is just
0: it's i'm with you it's it does seem kind of off
1: it's solid you know it doesn't change so because if they had a love, they look at the dude when he puts all this stuff on him even like, where would the microphone be? He slams the suitcase, or the briefcase, into him. Right. He slams the phone into him. That would have made noise.
0: Well, there could have been a, uh, like a boom in that part of the shot, and they simply switched from audio source one to two somehow.
1: You, you would notice that. You would notice that tonal yeah. change. But I think it, maybe it's the sound effect of the briefcase clipping off that might be the biggest indictment.
0: Well, why, what does that indict, though, really? It's just simply some weird Foley issue.
1: It indicts the fact that they muted all of the production sound. Because, especially if there was a lav in somebody's clothes, or either way, even with the boom, you would have heard this briefcase impact his body and the phone go on top of the briefcase. You would have heard those noises. They wouldn't have been able to eliminate them. So they had to start with nothing. Because it's one thing to... Well, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I was thinking about the foot scrapes, you know? Dude and Walter walking through the parking lot. Um, but you know what? That was probably looped as well. Because they get into the car. I don't know. I, you know, it's something can drive you to madness if you think about it too much just the amount of work it takes madness there are some foot scuffs if you uh since we're in the audio portion of the show there's some foot scuffs as the dude and brenner walking down this hallway and they do get closer and i think he might step in some coffee grounds you know to indicate that they've gotten closer because they do come popping out as they get closer I think they are just a very few grains of, of coffee they step in. And I think it's supposed to be Brant's shoes that are doing it. Uh, the dude's aw oh man is so, so very good.
0: Yeah. I love this. This is a little exchange of dialogue that I always loved. It just starts in this minute. It's a shame that it's kind of broken up, or maybe not. I mean, we can maybe get more into it. I was was talking about
1: the rug rug on man, but yeah, this this one's good, too. But yeah, oh, man. His jaw hurts and his rug is gone. Yeah. But yeah, this little back and forth is real nice. And he doesn't answer his question. What happened to your jaw? Oh, nothing. Uh, I just... uh, And then nothing, he just trails off.
0: Yeah. And really, if you think about it, that'd probably be really useful information for Brant to have. Assuming, you know, from the dude's point of view, considering, you know, he's here to identify the carpet pissers. Another group of thugs have now come in and taken his rug.
1: Right. This might be useful information. True. new
0: shit has come to light.
1: New shit has come to light. No, dude, that had not occurred to us. Her life is in your hands. Oh, don't don't say that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but this is the moment where it kind of changed. I mean, again, talking about the dude being a sponge, right? It's kind of like he takes on the last point of view. Because originally, you know, he was the one, again, he said to Walter, oh, she probably kidnapped herself. He's being very flippant about right. the whole thing, right? And part of the reason he might not be mentioning the rug is he wants his twenty thousand dollars. So he's just like, "I'm not gonna tell him this," oh, and confuse the issue. I just want—I'm gonna do this stupid drop. She kidnapped herself, and got the twenty grand, and then he's like, "Her life is in your hands." And he realizes, "Oh, wait a
1: minute. Maybe this was a bad idea.
0: It was a bad idea. Maybe it was a bad idea to tell Walter I was gonna pick him up, like the whole thing, right?" And so that's now this sets up. Well, let's not get into
1: that, because I got issues with that, but that's for next minute.
0: Yeah. But it sets the tone for the... In some ways, you know, I think for the exchange, you know, it puts... It's in his frame of mind, then, to explain this, you know, it's it's his frame of mind that uh, impacts his whole issues, the disagreement, the, the friction between him and Walter in the next scene.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I like that. He does... And maybe it's that realization that her life is in his hands now, but he does kind of do a 180 a bit. Not nearly, or maybe it's just getting closer to like, you know, D-Day. Right. Yeah. I think that's
0: part of it as well.
1: Yeah. Cause he's not nearly as cavalier, doesn't have nearly as cavalier an attitude about this situation at this point. Shit's getting real as they say. I watched, can we, do you have more to say about this? This exchange here, or?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: I really want to talk about The Karate Kid. Oh, yeah? Or Karate Kid. Karate. Is it The Karate Kid? Or is it Karate Kid?
0: I think it's The Karate Kid.
1: The Karate Kid. 1984's The Karate Kid.
0: So you're not talking about the 2010 remake with Jaden Smith
1: and Uh, Jackie Chan? Hell no. Have you seen that one? No. Well, you, I don't know. Have you? I have not. Okay, well, that's a discussion for another time then.
0: My kids have seen it. I have my wife, but I did not see it.
1: Did they love it?
0: I Love might be a little bit of a strong word, but they definitely seem to enjoy it. It hmm. was like a entertaining afternoon little film for them.
1: I believe it. Why not?
0: Yeah, exactly. Why not?
1: But Kids. Karate Kid, the original with Pat Morita and Ralph Macchio and Elizabeth Shue, came out the same year as Red Dawn, first of all. So we've come full circle there. But I just watched it with my daughter and my wife. And, you know, you never know what to expect here. I didn't even know what to expect. I haven't seen this thing in a long time. I liked it when it came out, but... We all had a good time. She liked it. It's not bad. It's actually, it stood up well. You know, for what it is. It's the Karate Kid. Starring Ralph Macchio. It's it stood up rather well. That's, that's all. Alright. Fear does not exist in this dojo, does it? <laughs> no, Sensei! You know, the bad karate people. Yeah, Exactly. The, the fascists, the communists are coming. That's that's all, they're basically, I think every movie released in 1984 was just a version of Red Dawn. I think all movies oh, yeah. were Red Dawns.
0: 1984 was definitely, I think, a period of, of such, of, uh, yeah, more clear delineation, black and white.
1: Yeah, creeping dread. It's like, yeah, can't trust anyone outside of our own borders which uh we've kind of seen a return to that cinematically speaking everything's very dystopian again seems like there was a period there i'm not sure when it would have been maybe back to the future marked the beginning of this where there was a brief period of lightheartedness that returned for a little while maybe the wall came down. Uh, you know, the Cold War's over, and there was, you know, Christmas Vacation. Uh, pure Luck, uh, starring Martin Short and Danny Glover. You know, Spies Like Us, what was that? 86, I don't know. Seems like there was a brief time where things got a little, little cheerier. The original Batman, Michael Keaton's Batman, it was kind of uh I don't want to say whimsical, I know you don't like that word, but a little a little more lighthearted. It was eighty nine. Perhaps. I mean it is Batman. It's it's the dark night, so it's gonna have darkness, but it, it wasn't gritty. Well I think
0: I don't think So the the red donification I don't think is about as much you know, I think it's more about simplicity in film. So I don't think it necessarily, like, you know. Um, you know, it doesn't include the fact that you could have comedies or other type of genre pieces and lightheartedness. But I think it's more about simplicity versus complexity. So again, in your action movie, it was very simple, right? Who are the bad guys? Who are the good guys, right? Like in Red Dawn, there's not a part where they're like, well, actually you know, the capitalist system is blah, 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 you know. Like, maybe we'd be better if the Russians invaded.
1: Like, You know what, though? You know? They they Um, do, though, because they start... Okay, for as much as it's very black and white and delineated, the Americans are the good guys, the Russians are the bad guys they've invaded, but what happens to Patrick Swayze and his band of merry men and women? They start turning on each other and... You know, there's that scene where they think maybe they've been traitors, the two of them, and they start killing their own. And they become just like the people they're fighting against. And then at the end, the Russian general colonel guy has them dead to rights and lets them go. Okay. So maybe... Well, the
0: John Milius.
1: You know, Milius.
0: Wrong. yeah, yeah. I've never actually seen Red Dawn, so I was just kind of making some assumptions.
1: You say the darndest things, Brad. (laughs) I tell ya, that's... Yeah, come on. Silly. Can we be in the dreams section now?
0: Sure, let's do that. I mean, yes, let's do that I will save the movies I have seen recently Maybe for another episode We're running kind of long
1: Well, it's dreams and movies we've seen So you do the movies, I'll save my dreams Well, I don't know I don't really have much to say I saw Silver Linings Playbook Oh, I haven't seen that yet I keep meaning to
0: I'm not sure When I first saw the trailer for that I was just kind of like, oh, what?
1: Well, I wrote it off as nothing
0: I wrote it off as nothing, pretty much.
1: It barely was a blip on the radar, honestly.
0: Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. And then I saw this, like, Academy Award talk, and I was like, what? That movie? That one? Really? And then I realized, oh, it's David O. Russell. And it's funny. So this is hilarious, right? You can actually, you know, this might totally, you uh, you know, out me as just such a charlatan, but... (laughs) <laughs> you know so i watched the Too trailer for that man yeah i watched the trailer again okay <laughs> i watched the trailer again thinking this is a david o russell movie and i was like oh okay i get it now yeah i'd watch that
1: so his legend precedes him or your per, your perception colors your reality I just wasn't looking at it right somehow. Like, or it's somehow, it's, it's
0: kind of like it's a much more nuanced version of like someone being sarcastic, but you think that you're taking what they're saying literally, you didn't realize it. Sure. Kind of. Now, not to say that this movie is somehow sarcastic or ironic, but it's to say it's something akin to that in the way that, you know, I didn't know how to take what I was seeing on the screen. Gotcha. Now I knew how to read it, and I missed that the first time. I was like, okay.
1: Well, and it's similar to this uh, this idea that a, sh- a ship can sail on you, movie-wise. Where, if you watched Red Dawn now, you haven't never seen it, apparently. <laughs> you crazy coot. You wouldn't... It wouldn't resonate at all. You'd be like, this movie looks like it's 30 years old and is too simple and... I don't know. You you wouldn't... You have to experience it in the right time. It's similar to that. You're not watching it through the right lens.
0: Yeah, no, without a doubt. Well, I was talking about something very similar to that earlier today. I was talking about Star Wars. Okay. Because... I was trying to figure out whether or not... It would be a good idea to take my kids to see Man of Steel. Okay. And on two regards. A... Is it too violent? Is it, like, appropriate for their mental capacities? Because I have heard that it does get pretty violent from a couple people. And I've also was, would they actually even, like, be interested in it? Or is it going to be too, you know, like, like, for example, the Batman films. Okay. The whole, the, the Nolan Batman trilogy. Yes. They have never seen them. They would not be interested in them. You don't think? It's too, I mean, some of it maybe, yeah, but there's too much of, like, it's just Bruce Wayne, you know, at the ball with a tuxedo on chatting about stuff or, like.
1: So it's too much intrigue and not enough uh, yeah, just not action. Yeah, there's not
0: enough, like, yeah, not enough action, not enough, like, Batman doing, like, cool yeah. stuff with different Batman things, right? And th- that's fine. I mean, I love those movies, but I, they're not made to, like, entertain younger people as much as they are. You know, yeah, something else. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: much more. I mean, you know, like, yeah, okay, like Dark Knight Rises, you know, like because, um, you know, they were saying they they wanted to go see that because they just see the ads and it's everywhere. Oh, like Skittles with Dark Knight on it. Oh, I want to go see right. that. You <laughs> know, and, and well, I think the comment I made to my wife is because I, cause I went to see it on my own first to just kind of check it out and maybe we'll take it. I was like, you know. It's like Batman doesn't even appear till like 60 minutes into the movie. What? And then he just gets beat up. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like he gets beat up badly, more or less killed. Right. Like, and the whole first 60 minutes is more like this discussion of like, you know, like, I don't know, it's this philosophical, right. like, like, you know, like Occupy Wall Street philosophy mixed with like... Lot of yeah, ins, it's like political of, intrigue, and yeah, you know, Bruce Wayne walks with like a cane. He can't, like, you know, he busted his body up so bad being Batman. It's like spoiler alert. Yeah, but it's just, you know, who's gonna?
1: Yeah, it's not a uh, farcical romp, or yeah, like, It's, not, it's not an Iron Man, right? It's not an Iron Man, exactly.
0: So. I forget where I was going with this, but well, that,
1: so those are the two
0: levels where I was was thinking about Man of Steel, right? Is Man of Steel, more because it seems to be more in the Dark Knight vein, right? Yeah. And what yeah, I've heard, yeah. what I've heard from people I haven't seen it, but what I hear is, yes, you know, the first half of the movie is pretty much just like talking, philosophical, mopiness kind of stuff, which is great. And then the second half is for us, I guess. Co- but. Yeah, and the second half is like complete, utter. Like, violence. <laughs> so.
1: <laughs> You're actually pumping me up to see that a little bit. I wasn't that excited for it. I mean, I'll go see yeah. it, but, you know, it wasn't yeah. like. And the, yeah.
0: But, yeah, to say I, that's the same thing I said. Like, that actually sounds like a pretty good movie to me. Yeah. Although, apparently, sounds way it's better. not great.
1: It's okay. You, right. You just did the, the us a disservice by pumping it up too yeah. much just now.
0: Well, Yeah, I suppose. I mean, it does sound, you know, it is the first half is, you know, slow character, thinly character driven, I should say. But, you know, yeah, more dialogue driven. Second half is
1: violent, but... You should, speaking of things we've seen, I'm staying on point, you should do yourself a favor, go to the IMDB page for The Big Lebowski and watch the trailer... Oh, God. I mean... Yeah,
0: good point. Speaking of trailers. Wow. It's like... I'm just guessing. It's like... This it's spring, it. watch
1: the zany guy go bowling. It's... uh, <laughs> I don't know how you make a trailer for this movie. So I'm not going to judge them too harshly, whoever made this. But just the music that's playing. Well,
0: I'm watching it. I'm hearing what condition my condition was in no is this not the one that you are watching
1: no not at all
0: oh yeah that's right because i, I didn't go to imdb that's my problem
1: i know what one you're watching yeah that one's okay but yeah just imdb right below the description directors writers stars watch trailer share watch trailer there it's crazy i don't know what kind of, i don't know who they're marketing it to Or what the goal was there with that. It was probably to make
0: as many people go see it as possible.
1: Yeah, it seems like a pretty different movie.
0: Yeah. From the creators of Fargo comes the story of (laughs) a ransom (laughs) gone wrong. (laughs) Like,
1: yeah. (laughs) Like, horns and... Like funky beats and funky rhythms. Whoa. Yeah. Baffling. Um, I'm going to save my dreams for another, or, uh, another episode. I'm going to
0: save my dreams for another episode. That's a great <laughs> phrase.
1: Yes. Well, there's, there's truth to it. Here, I'll write it down. I'm going to make some show notes. And we'll link to the trailer. I don't know how we're going to do that. But we'll figure it out. There's probably some way. The fans deserve it. We've been remiss. But we are and Why, amateurs. When I watch
0: the trailer, it, like, it puts it on some kind of carousel where I can go from Big Lebowski to the people who liked this also liked, and I can then start watching the trailer for Super Troopers.
1: Y- yeah, Super Troopers. I thought that was Super Troopers there. That's the only one I recognize on all these thumbnails. The
0: Curse of the Jade Scorpion. Slim Susie. Slim Susie. What
1: the hell?
0: The Assassination of a High School President.
1: What? Fletch Lives. Fletch Lives and Raising Arizona. I mean, I can understand Fletch Lives and Raising Arizona. Wait, I'm screwed up here. But the rest of them. Curse of the Jade Scorpion. And the thumbnail of The Curse of the Jade Scorpion does not look like it was made in 2001.
0: The Curse of the Jade Scorpion was a Woody Allen film. Ah. I vaguely remember it.
1: I see. Although I do love me some Super Troopers. Yeah, I've never seen that one. That is worth it. I try
0: not to watch too
1: many movies
0: because I don't want to become tainted. Okay. I want to stay pure and only watch about
1: three movies a year. That's not a bad way to be. You know what? You save yourself a lot of disappointment that way. So if you prefer a life with less disappointment, you're on the right path. Because most of the time, I just end up angry and frustrated and slightly depressed after I watch a movie. Especially if I paid for it.
0: was pretty good.
1: But did you pay to see it? I did. And I it... rented
0: it from iTunes.
1: Okay. And it didn't make you angry that you'd spent money on it.
0: Oh, it was, it was good. Okay. It was decent. It was a decent little film.
1: All right. I'll take your word for it then.
0: It was enjoyable. I thought it was well, very well put together. Very well acted. Well written.
1: Oh, I forgot to, Oh, uh, We'll have to come back to it. We're, we're done. Let's uh Let's do it Let's put it out The pasture here let's, let's Let it uh Put it out of it's misery Chew it's cut Out in the Out in the uh I guess it wouldn't be On the poop deck If it's a cow Unless they were Transporting it For some reason
0: Exactly what they're doing They use cranes To lower the cow yeah. Onto the Poop deck <laughs> <laughs> Next
1: time on Gutterball
0: My dirty undies, dude. Laundry. The whites.